0: This is the Brothers on Books podcast, the greatest podcast with the best brothers talking about the best books. Please welcome your hosts, Jack and Alex, the Brothers on Books. What to do, what to do. This is the Brothers on Books podcast where we find great books that give you real value and actual steps and have fun in the process. Please reach out to us at brothersonbooks at gmail.com for any book recommendations, or if you would like to be a guest host for a particular book you have in mind. A great review or rating on whichever platform you're listening to would be greatly appreciated. Lastly, if you can think of any friend, family member, or coworker that might like this episode, please pass it along. For the original episodes, the OGs, please visit brothersonbooks.com. I'm Alex Allwild, and today I am by myself. Jack is not here. I am doing a solo mission. And today, I will be talking about Money, Master the Game by Tony Robbins. Seven Simple Steps to Financial Freedom. Uh, so I thought overall, you know, Tony, Tony Robbins is somewhat of a character. He's very, very high energy. Uh, I think he's made a real lot of money speaking, doing sort of almost pump up seminars, just getting really people really, really invigorated about their finances. And overall, I thought it was a good book. Pretty long. It's separated into two pretty much I would say two sections. So the first half of the book, he talks about strategies and different types of uh, products that you can invest into. And then the back half, I mean, it's really not the back half, probably the back third. He's doing interviews with, I guess, what he would call the elite of the financial world. like So some very, very successful people interviewed uh, Dalio in there, as well as Carl Icahn. Uh, I guess you could say some of the big hitters in the financial world. Overall, I thought the book was uh, was good, easy to read, other than being a little long, but he had some really good uh, takeaways. I guess what I would say the main takeaways for me from this book, uh, the main takeaway for me was talking about management fees and taxes. Most people that are employed, they have a salary job, they're gonna have a a 401k and a 401k match from their employer. And he shows the difference that high management fees from these uh, money managers can make. So the difference between one percent, like a lot of management companies will charge, like two percent, uh, you know, to manage your money, and you're, probably most people will be like, "Oh, two percent—that's not really that much money." But the difference between two percent and one percent over the course of, you know, essentially a lifetime—if you're starting, you know, if you start investing when you're 25 and you're retiring at 65—that that one percent dis- difference over, you know, 40 years makes up hundreds of thousands of dollars to you when you retire. So that is a massive, massive difference. So the thing he was recommending is that make sure when you're putting your money into a 401k or whatever management company your employer has set up that you check the management fees. Apparently, according to him, your employer has a responsibility to provide you with a 401k brokerage account that provides uh, reasonable management fees. The probably more important thing uh, is that the difference between the 401k and the Roth IRA. So the way the 401k works is you get that as pre-taxed money. So instead of when you put the money into your 401k, you don't pay tax on that money. So your employer matches you at a higher dollar amount. But when you then take it out, when you're ready to retire, you pay taxes on everything. So even on the gained money. And the idea is that I guess from the government standpoint is probably that when you retire, you'll be in a higher income bracket. So as a 25 year old, when you're starting, you'd probably be in close to the lowest income bracket. So your tax rate would be the lowest. But when you retire, it's probably assumed that you would be near the highest tax bracket. So you would then be paying a much larger amount of your money would go towards taxes than it otherwise would have. So what he was suggesting, and which I think is probably the smart thing to do, is that you can do an, a Roth IRA. And a lot of, uh, according to Tony Robbins, a lot of uh, brokerage accounts can do a essentially a uh, retirement plan through a Roth IRA, where you pay you put into your account uh, post tax dollars. And then it it is allowed to compound uh, tax free. So at the end of that, you get all the money all, all your entire Roth IRA is already been taxed. So you don't have to pay any taxes when you take out. You take it out to retire. It also limits a lot of the uncertainty that you would have uh, when you're getting ready to retire. So you already know that unless unless they change the law. But it very easily going forward into the future, especially in the climate that we're in. Tax tax rates. I think it's probably assumed will be going up. However, if you already if you put it into the Roth, you already know that you've already paid the taxes, so you won't have to worry about that. Uh, Some of the other, I guess, myths that he brought up about money was uh, money managers and how you know actively managed accounts can beat the market. Uh, He brings up that there are some, I guess, what he would say is unicorns in the financial world that will consistently beat the market, but they are very few and far between. The people he brings up are like Ray Dalio, who's a co-founder CEO. I don't think he's the CEO anymore, but he founded uh, Bridgewater, which is probably one of the most successful hedge funds in the world. And so unless you have access to Ray Dalio, essentially what Tony Robbins is saying is that you should just buy like Vanguard ETFs to reduce your fees because the fee really having the fees and just being tied to the market is much, much better than having someone actively try to pick stocks to beat the market. Uh, Some of the other strategies he had that I was not familiar with was he talked about annuities a lot, and he also talked about whole life, and I'll, I'll sort of tie those in together, but talks about annuities, and I guess I, I didn't know what an annuity was, but apparently it, it seems like it's an insurance policy that you can buy that when you cash it in, it will give you a income stream going out towards the end of your life. And I think I had heard, I never really knew what they were, but just I'd always heard that they weren't a good thing to be into. And I think it's sort of a similar situation with some of the whole life policies where if you just get a generic annuity, it's very likely that you get fleeced. Like you just were to go out and buy a normal whole life policy Uh, Most of your premiums are going to the commission of the broker, but like if you get a specialized whole life policy, like sort of like what Jack and I did with uh, Chris Nagel, the premiums that you're paying are very low. So your cash value is high. So I think it's sort of the same thing with these types of annuities that he's talking about. You really have to do your due diligence. And find a good product to really uh, fit your needs. Something I really liked was he said, make your dreams attainable. So he brought up this uh, point where, you know, someone he was giving a seminar and someone just, he just asked the crowd, like, what do you want? And someone just said, you know, I want to buy an island. And apparently Tony Robbins owns an island. And it was like, how much money do you need to buy an island? But uh, Tony Robbins put it in perspective, like, You don't really need an island. You want to be, you're not going to be on the island your entire, like the entire year. What you really want is to be able to go to an island with like your friends and family or like charter a plane to go there. So just be realistic about like what you want and what you need in your life. Like you don't need an island, but you know, to rent a resort on an island upwards of costing, you know, millions of dollars to buy it, you could rent one for like a hundred thousand dollars, which while still a real lot of money, I think most people uh, over the course of a lifetime could potentially achieve that. The the other main, I would say, takeaway was a sort of asset allocation, like how you divvy up your investments. Uh, He brings up the all weather portfolio from Ray Dalio, which has a I don't remember the exact percentages. I think it was 20% commodities, bonds, equities, and then like some real estate. Uh, some of the other asset allocations that I've heard that I've really liked was uh, Taleb's 80 20 barbell. I think Jack and I talked about it in Black Swan, where you put 80% of your portfolio into the most safe uh, asset that you can think of. So I think Taleb was, uh, Taleb was rec- recommending Treasuries and then the other 20% is very speculative. So it's the 20% his opinion you have that's tied to potential positive black swan events that would really grow your portfolio where the 80% is totally safe. So the value of that is that the majority of your money is totally safe, where you can then have explosive upside on uh, the 20%. And then the other one that I just heard, actually, as I was listening to a podcast today was a Gammon's from the Rebel Capitalist uh, podcast, where he did the 10-80-10, which he says ten percent and very very safe. So Gammon, uh, sort of in the Kawasaki vein, uh, had ten percent in gold. He had eighty percent in asset producing, cash producing assets, so uh, you know businesses or real estate rentals uh, in his in his uh, line, and then ten percent in speculative. I enjoyed the book. I feel like I real I learned a lot. It gave me, definitely exposed me to some different financial instruments that I wasn't aware of. It wasn't a quick read, but it was a fun read, and I feel like it was good. But that said, please reach out to us at brothersonbooks at gmail.com for any book recommendation, or if you'd like to be a guest host for a particular book you have in mind, a great review or rating on whichever platform you're listening to would be greatly appreciated. And lastly, if you can think of any friend, family member, or coworker that might like this episode, please pass it along. Thanks. Have a good one.